Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. As I mentioned at the outset of last week's delayed episode, my dad passed away at the end of September. So I wanted to open this week's episode by saying a big thank you to everyone who's been in touch for the cards, for the messages in the last few weeks. You know, it's been so comforting to know that me and my family are in so many people's thoughts and prayers. So thank you for that. This week's podcast has been inspired by my dad, in particular, how witnessing his brave battle with pancreatic cancer and being present with him when he passed has reminded me of what's really important in life. And to be honest, the last few months have challenged me like I've never been challenged before. A feeling of powerlessness, you know, trying to control the uncontrollable. I always view myself as one of life's great fixers. And of course, was dealing with an issue that I couldn't fix. Into the mix was my own journey with cancer, which I don't speak about too much. Um, But if I just give you an update on where we're at, um, I was diagnosed with bladder cancer back in September 17, and I'm in the system now where that's monitored regularly. So I had a small procedure back in July, and then only last week, very soon after my dad's funeral, I had a scheduled uh, checkup. And uh, those tests are not pleasant, but the uh, but the good news is I'm not back for six months, which was uh, which was terrific to move from that three month to six month monitoring period. So all of that has been going on for me in the last little while, and add into that mix, into that cocktail, the COVID restrictions around hospital visits, and of course my my dad's funeral was uh, was COVID restricted too. But if I look at it from the other side, I know the last few weeks and months, whilst have been exceptionally challenging, I know they've also changed me in a profound way. I'm not quite sure how exactly yet, but I'll figure all that out. You know me, I always try to look at events through a learning lens. Now, what is this teaching me or what could this teach me? And in stressful times, sometimes that's all that we can reach for. I read a while back that all fear is ultimately a fear of suffering and of death. Now, I've witnessed my dad's suffering and his passing and maybe haven't faced it head on. I don't think I'm as afraid of it anymore. And of course, that then has the flip side of perhaps a greater, how would I say it, savouring of life and the gifts of life. So without this ending too morbid, Let me share some of my recent musings with you around what witnessing death has reminded me of. So often we hear at funerals or when someone has died phrases like life is too short, it puts things in perspective, it reminds you of what's really important. And of course, the it in all of those phrases is is death. And of course, all cliches are based on truth. Uh, my family, like so many families, has witnessed many bereavements. You know, in recent years, it wasn't just my dad who, who passed away at the end of September, but a cherished uncle uh, died on Christmas Day 2018 after an illness. You know, but we've all experienced bereavement and loss. And certainly from my perspective, the passing of a loved one does remind us of how precious life is. And of all of the things I've been reminded of in recent times, I have to say appreciation for life and gratitude for for everything in my life is is more important than ever. You know, I saw my dad's life shrink as his illness progressed. I was aware of this of all the of 
the different lasts, you know, the last time he drove his car or the last time he sat at the dinner table, the last time he was outside, the last time he could dress himself, you know, the last time he was out of bed, the last time he talked, you know, and his last breath I was there for, you know, and whilst he approached all of that with dignity and courage, you know, I struggled with that sense of loss of freedom, autonomy, control, health. How would I cope with that if I was in that situation myself? And my dad had the benefit of some terrific home care that was coordinated by St. Francis Hospice in Rohini, the palliative care team and some um, and some home care that came twice a day as well. You know, and I think about you know, myself in those scenarios. And, you know, if someone told me I had a few weeks or a few days to live, you know, how much would I give to be able to go outside and feel the wind or the sun on my face, you know, or to enjoy a family meal, to take a walk in the garden or or even to be stuck in traffic. You know, I remember one day my dad just wanted to look out the window in the garden or to the garden from his room and it wasn't possible for him to get out of bed. Now, I had the foresight with the benefit of technology to take a video of the garden and show it to him that way, but I'm sure it was a pale substitute. You know, so often we go from A to B with our minds either mulling over something that happened in the past or worrying about something that might happen in, in the future, you know, whilst all the time maybe life and precious moments are passing us by. That sense of gratitude and appreciation has always been a a core element of my life for as long as I can remember now. But my goodness, in recent times, has that been has that been amplified? And there's so much more now that I simply don't take for granted. So that sense of appreciation and gratitude is certainly a, a gift I've been reminded of in recent times. Another one is how life is really, at the end of the day, all about relationships. You know, witnessing my dad's passing and death has reminded me in the end that it's it's all about the love you give and the love you allow yourself to receive. You know, I witnessed that day in, day out in my dad's bedroom where our family gathered, you know, where he held court. You know, we become immortal when those left behind think of us and hold us in a special place in their hearts. Possessions, whether it's shoes, bags, cars, gadgets, you know, whilst they might bring enjoyment, you know, they're not worth worth one iota when death enters the room. You know, it's the people you can turn to and the people who will support you that are the true treasures in life. As a family, one of the toughest times for us over the summer was when my dad was in hospital. And of course, with COVID, visiting was severely restricted. And there was a period of a week or two where no one, even my mom, was able to visit him. And that made things exceptionally difficult and reminded us of the importance of relationships It was why he made up his mind that if possible, he would like to spend his last weeks at home. And we were fortunate to be able to facilitate that. And as a result, you know, we didn't have anything that was left unsaid. You know, there were shared memories, individual memories, plenty of reminiscing. And we made a conscious effort that there would be nothing but joy and positivity and love surrounding my dad. You know, we kept our concerns and worries and tears elsewhere. So when he did pass away, he passed away surrounded by family. And that was just the way he wanted it. Something else that the last little while has reminded me of, and it's another cliched phrase of, you know, you can't take it with you. There's the old adage that there's no pockets in a shroud. And that's true. You know, and we also know the theory that we're all created equally. 
uh, debt teaches us or rather shows us that we're all heading towards the same destination. And this is a humbling thought and it reminds us of it's really what we do on the journey that matters. You know, as I mentioned, I've been challenged a lot over the last little while. And uh, eventually I made the decision during the summer to seek some counselling and some additional coaching myself. And that helped me navigate the journey. And one of the things that struck me or, or a question that I was asked at the time by one of the people I was working with as the, as the client for once was what might be the gifts that I take from my dad's uh, journey. Now, of course, there have been many of them and I'll be figuring them out and they might even appear on some future podcasts. But one of the things that struck me was, you know, as he journeyed home, if I use that phrase, you know, I had that feeling too. And I had that feeling of letting go and relinquishing the ego who was futile in, in a few, having a futile effort to try to re retain control, you know, where I felt powerless. Um, I really was forced to surrender. And of course, that's a bigger spiritual lesson too. You know me, I love playing with words. I think it's the writer in me. And two words that have been rattling around my brain in recent times are inspire and expire. Now, I've spoken many times about breathing, about more conscious breathing. There was a whole podcast on it a few months back. You know, as in recent times when we all closely monitored my dad's breathing, um, how many more breaths will he have? Is this his last one? It, it got me thinking about breathing. And like all of us, you know, there will come a time when I will breathe out, but I won't breathe in again, where I literally expire. And whilst that's a scary thought, it is a, a fact of life. And it reminds me of, well, how many more breaths do I have left? Um, and of course, the, to breathe in, to inspire as opposed to expire, opens up that door of inspiration as well. Um, how can I, you know, get curious around making the best use of the, the breaths that are available to me? And maybe even that starts by by putting more conscious effort into breathing. You know, the way when we're nervous and anxious, it's a bit shallow and fast. Can I breathe in more deeply and fully appreciate the fact that I have breath or I have life in my body? I remember one of the very first tools, coaching tools I came across many years ago was viewing death as the ultimate life coach. You know, it's a basic tool and it involves imagining you're approaching the end of your days, having lived a long and fulfilled and happy life. You speak to the generations that follow you about everything that you're most proud of and the wisdom you've gained along the way. And what would you say to those people or to your younger self? What advice would you send back from your deathbed, as it were? You know, and such an exercise helps us to focus on what's really important to us now. Um, and maybe the advice is what we really need to hear and act on right now in our lives. So it's something that I've been pondering for myself as I've probably meet, reached at least the midpoint in my life, having had a milestone birthday earlier this year. You know, but if I lived a long, fulfilled life, um, what advice would I be giving to myself right now? Because sometimes that's useful words of insight that, again, reminds us of what's important. Something else I came across in a book recently, it was almost like one of those universal winks, a uh, little reminder to me uh, with everything that I've been dealing with in the last little while. And it posed a question. It wasn't like, is there life after death? Uh, it's like, is there life before death? 
Um, and again, it got me thinking of that scenario of if you knew your time was finite, how would you be spending your time? What would you do over the week? What would you focus on? Who would you spend your time with? You know, what would you say that perhaps otherwise might remain unsaid? You know, so much trivia clogs our brains, our time and our energy, grudges, perceived slights, mistakes we've made, poor choices. You know, and when, when death enters the room, I think all of those things are put in their rightful place. You know, equally the daily tribulations and routines, you know, they can numb us to the gift that is life. Um, a beautiful, and I can't find the credit for this quote yet, but a beautiful quote that's even more precious to me now is life is not about the number of breaths we take, but it's the moments that take our breath away. One of the things that I found in the last few weeks uh, being spending time with my dad was that there was heightened meaning and significance in often the things that you take for granted, you know, the conversations. You know, I was aware of not spending too much time regurgitating past memories and, of course, not speaking too much about the future. So that meant that our conversations were very much based on the present and, of course, equally didn't want to focus too much on how he was feeling. You know, that was a topic he was fed up speaking about. Uh, but found new ways of conversing that perhaps we hadn't really spoken to each other in those honest and open and frank ways in, in a long time. Uh, something else that knowing that time is finite perhaps reminds you of, um, of making the most of those conversations. Um, I found that quite profound. Um, I also found that things that maybe occupied my brain, um, again, found their rightful place. I was it might sound bizarre whilst I was worried about my dad, I was worrying less about so many of the other things, you know, and maybe if we knew our our time was finite, we would just take a few more risks, more chances, you know, and savouring the, the day as it comes, as it were. You know, I, I'm also reminded, of course, that, you know, we come into this world alone and we leave it alone. You know, it makes sense, therefore, to be comfortable or to at least not be scared of being in our own company. You know, there are no roles for us to play when we die. We're no longer a father, a sister, an employee, a friend, a wife, a husband. You know, we're really just a spiritual being who has had or is having a, a human experience. You know, for me, in the last little while, you know, death has taught me many things. Witnessing death has taught me many things. Uh, because it makes everything that precedes it even more precious. You know, the depth of our life experience, our sense of appreciation and fulfillment. You know, if all fear is a fear of death, you know, maybe a fear of life is, is even more, you know, tricky. Um, I firmly believe that what gives life meaning is, is a willingness to live it fully. Uh, we do what needs to be done, say what needs to be said, learn what we need to learn maybe whilst to try to, to step lightly on the, on the journey of life as well. So I hope you found my musings this week uh, thought-provoking, maybe worthwhile, and hopefully not too morbid. Um, but as I say, the last few weeks have been momentous in my life, and there's plenty rattling around my brain, and these are just some of the, the initial thoughts and gifts that I've taken from my dad's passing. So it's a, it's a difficult and it's a sad time. But as I said, he'd been unwell for so long. So in many ways, the grieving process started months ago. And 
I'm at a position where I'm able to maybe have a perspective on on everything that allows me to to see it in a in a wider context, as it were. So maybe as a result of my little wanderings this week, we're reminded of you know that sense of appreciation and gratitude for all the blessings in our lives, not least of which is our own health and well-being, our ability to to breathe, to to breathe in, to be inspired, you know, and maybe to have greater awareness of the the precious sense of life and the the important conversations that we can have, you know, or maybe we'll just be hugging someone a little closer tonight uh, to show our appreciation for them. So thank you for tuning in. Um, As ever, I'm James Sweetman. More information about me and my work and blogs and book reviews, etc. are available on my website, jamesweetman.com. And until next week.